What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Strangecast, Play One versus the World's Life is Strange podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adnan. I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Adam, you're here. How are you? I, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm moving in exactly a week, and we're packing. There's the boxes, and I'm dead exhausted. But, you know, I'm here talking about Life is Strange Before the Storm, which we both we'll talk about it <laughs> we will t- we will talk about it there's um yeah it's um it feels weird that it's, we're we're like beyond the halfway point in february and we're sitting here doing the second part of this so obviously like we said many times on strange cast that the idea was to do a two-part um podcast so we did the first episode and then we're gonna do this before storm um, part of the remaster collection but just as an update as well for the channel as well you'll have this podcast coming out on wednesday hopefully to meet our second week so you'll have this available and then there'll be a new life after strange episode which will be out just before the end of the month um, on the 28th february i hope you do enjoy it it's a very interesting conversation with an interesting actor from true colors um, um obviously adam knows who it is and he even he was <laughs> even he loved it um but yeah great great episode so you will get one before the um at the end of this month i know it's been almost um, over almost two months since this one dropped so you will get a new episode so do not worry about that it's plenty mm. of content and we'll obviously move on to this which is going to be our review episode spoiler cast for before the storm remastered so before we kind of like dig into this i kind of want to take go to the blog post adam for life is strange obviously we've uh, talked about how much of a, bit of a mess the first life is strange remastered is um yeah. and obviously square and it's on my end well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you had the issues in between it. We, it seems like we've been played on both sides, but they are really, they have released a patch, which is active now for today, which includes Before Storm. So um, Josh Elkington, who's the global community manager for Life is Strange, released patch plans on the website. So I'll just bring you through a couple of these. So, da, 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 da. so the rollout due to begin on release platforms week commencing 21st of February. There's already a patch that's been released as well, so remember that. So this patch, um, which is working towards patch A, da, 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 all release platforms on Before Storm, you get missing character accessory texture fix, um, zombie crypt outfit selection, and all outfits geometry improvements, character facial animation improvements, UI subtitle and functionality improvements, updated credits, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which, which I imagine we'll see Ashley Birch's name spelled right this time around, um, an updated epilogue, um, and then on PC Steam, you have cloud saving now available, manual screen um, resizing in win- uh, window mode, character movement and animation improvements, character accessory texture and outfit geom- uh, geometry move- improvements. Uh, PlayStation has crash and stability fixes, UI game launch and loading screen improvement and fixes, protection and stability improvements to save data, texture improvements and sunlight visibility fixes. That's across PS4 and PS5. And then mm. there's the stuff on Stadia. I'm not even bother with Stadia. And the, but obviously, and adding on top of that, the first Life is Strange remastered has got patches as well on here, which includes facial animation improvements, lighting fixes, further audio, including UI audio and subtitle fixes. God, it only took a couple of weeks for that to actually happen. But yeah, we finally have a patch for it. Uh, UI localization, UI highlight text and menu improvement, character bio and journal, UI improvements, outline effect improvements, tutorial implementation fixes, credit fixes. The credit fixes are happening. Game world transition, interactivity and loading screen improvements, keyboard and mouse detectability fixes, and then there's various on PC and PlayStation. I'm not going to go through all of them because I feel like you're going to get really bored. It's just there's like... A, there's a list here. Why, like, a, why is there so many things to fix about a remaster? It's just... There's, 
There is a list here, and then it also goes into Patch B, which is due out in early March, <gasps> and that runs into Life is Strange Remastered. That also runs into Before Storm. I'm not going to read it all out because you can get really bored and you probably turn off on our podcast and we don't really want that. Um, but yeah, that's just a reflection of what we've seen so far. And adding on top of that as well, I mentioned in the last episode, Metacritic had zero reviews for Remastered Collection. Mm. Um, on the PC page, it currently has four critic reviews submitted. There are one or two miscellaneous reviews submitted to the extra pages. Yeah. On the PC page, we do have a four critic score submitted, which is at 72% at this point. Um, mm-hmm. The highest is from Dexter, which gives it an 85. I don't know what they were playing on. Level Up. Um, Xbox, which, probably. Probably, yeah. Level Up gives, <laughs> Level Up gives it um, 79. Uh, Cog Connected gives it 65. And IGN Adria. Adria? Well, Adria gave it 60. So that is for, for IGN. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's one of their sub. I don't know which. Yeah, it's one of the sub country ones, but that's that's a sixty from them. So, yeah, four reviews there. Adam, I think this game and the entire collection is a mess. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, like for Xbox, I think it plays much better than what I've seen for PlayStation and PC. Like from what I've seen, and from what I like talking to you. Uh, like, cause, cause, um, you know, pulling back the curtains, you know, like we, we text each other like different crashes or how something's playing or I'll tease him like mine's working just fine. It's Xbox. Um, <laughs> which is, can I just say that's like super weird, especially for PS5. Cause you're playing on next gen. Yeah. Or well, current gen, I'm sorry. It, it, doesn't make, um, it doesn't make a difference though. Cause it's built for PS4. So like it just, and that's what I mean. It's just like, it's kind of bizarre to me how it works for Xbox. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't see Xbox being like the, the top brand to be like the, the most powerful. I know they, that's what they market it as, but it's just odd to me that why it's not a lot of bugs happening for Xbox, but it is for PC, um, P, uh, PlayStation, probably too much for the switch. That's why they didn't even put it out there. They're just like, Oh my God, this is just absolutely unplayable. Like, from what we've seen with PlayStation, how unplayable did the Nintendo Switch version have to be, right? <laughs> For it to be like, let, let's delay this. They'll delay the Switch version. That's how bad it was. But they put this garbage out. It, it's kind of off. Like, it's so weird, you know? Yeah. It's, the entire thing has like left a really sour taste in my mouth. I felt like... I, I persevered for Life is Strange 1 remastered and played it for the podcast. I obviously played this Persevered, I love how the way you said that. Like, it was because it was just, it was, it, I, I don't understand how you can mess up something that badly. The games are already right. made with, with the extent yeah. of like, even beside critical reviews, whether you like the games or not, they were made with actually functioning purposes. Mm-hmm. With like, they weren't that aesthetically broken in like the way that these games are. Like they've just done something which is like being, it's just like there's so many issues and I think we'll go into them as well because I, I had more of a worse experience to the point where I was almost very borderline on the verge of quitting after episode three because I was just like, I, I can't, well, uh, before the end of episode three because I was just like, I can't, I can't actually stop playing this at this point. Um, I will say that my episode, episode three was probably the worst I've played in the entire collection. Yeah, oh. I, uh, Adam, Adam was sending me some uh, brutal um, moments that he was having on that so it just seems to be a big performance issue and i'm not going to like you know shit on qas because like you know they already have hard sure. work but the list the list of patch notes mm-hmm. in that blog post which is like i was scrolling whilst i was reading that i'm like running it through for you quickly that is absurd 
that is just another example of why in my last, in the, the previous episode, I said that this collection should not have been released now. It should be released in the 10th anniversary of full development, proper work on it, and not just a rehash, because this is where the industry is heading with stuff like this, where it's a cash grab. This feels yeah. like, for me, a cash grab. Like, it, it purely is that. It's just, there's so many problems, especially with the first one when you even said, like, you know, if they had Michelle as a consultant, it would have added so much more credibility to it. And it would have done as well, because there's just certain things you tinker with, and you can do it as well. Like, you can add it into the bottle of the first game, but when you do certain things where you change, like add a loading screen and stuff, now we're kind of like, you know, creeping into territory, which isn't good. And I gave it a lot of benefit. Of that. I thought maybe, you know, we'll see some big pros, but after playing BTS, I'm not really sold. And can I just like run you, run you through some of my notes that I've got? I got like a list of notes from episode one, two, and three. Yeah, go for it. Because I know you said that like um, there was one crash. I My game didn't crash at all. Like it, it was oh. so odd, but... You, yeah, you had a lot of crashes. Yeah, yeah, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't exit from the menu. I couldn't exit the end of an episode back to the menu. Mm. It just kept getting yeah. stuck on a loading screen. I left it. I once, I left it, went down, made some toes, came back up, and it was still stuck on one of them. Because I just wanted to test if it was just me being impatient or if it's actually the game. It's an actual problem with the actual um, game that you couldn't quit once you finished an episode, which was like brilliant. So let me just yeah. run you through a couple of things I saw spotted in like episode one. So I think like Joyce Price's model face model looks really strange. I think this is a, a okay, re- I was thinking that, yeah. This is a reoccurring theme with some of the other things, which I'll kind of loop in in a minute. So that was a problem. I think like Chloe's face looked a lot better with the modeling, like they with the lighting and texture. I think like the problem with the remaster, and this actually probably envelops jo- Joyce Price, is that some of the characters get great treatment. Obviously, Max, Chloe, well, Rachel, to an extent, you'll see what I mean. You know, some of these characters get great treatment of their faces, but then they try to do other characters whose art style has been done in a certain way. And when you're changing the face and completely altering it, they look even more strange because you're mm. just like, you're just trying to give it a facelift, but you're not giving it a proper facelift. Do you remember I said like my scale was um, remake, remaster, and, uh, you know, this is kind of sitting in the middle of it. It's sitting in the middle because it's like, why don't you just go fully remaster, update it all? And even if you don't have to put the facial animations in, don't put them in. Don't put them in. Just remaster it, make it look like a really gorgeous title that runs right. at runs at you know top quality on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, and then port it onto PS Four and yeah. Xbox One, and just do it like that instead of like making this entire fiasco, putting facial animations and then adding things, taking things away, causing all those stuff. Because like I put here, like you know Samantha Myers, Mikey North, Steph Gingrich's models have all changed. You can visibly see it as well, and especially mm-hmm. I imagine with Steph as well. I think they tried to intentionally do it because obviously she is the main character, one of the main characters in right. True Colors, and I think it doesn't it doesn't look right for me. She looks weird. Her face, because like it looks you still have the same aesthetic of like before the storm. Mm. So it's like her face has kind of changed a little bit. And it's kind of like making it her look a bit more kind of like, I don't know, normal's not the same word, like a bit more grounded, like the other true colors characters. Yeah, I, think maybe, I think they made you try to look more like a high schooler rather than just like, just a character, you know, yeah. like, they, like they made her look a little too young. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I think they were just trying too hard to make them look younger because like you said, in True Colors, she's such a main character, and we also get Mikey North in Before the Storm's DLC. So it's just True kind of like, DLC. what did I say? You said Before the Storm. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> uh, it's the, the, True Colors. Uh, True Colors DLC, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I, I, I guess they were trying a little too hard because they were the team behind, you know, those, those characters. So, um, and it is kind of weird to say that, like, you know, because we were complaining before, not complaining, um, criticizing, right? I love we complaining. Criti- I was complaining. <laughs> um, you were, uh, you were complaining. I was criticizing. 
of how like um, they didn't really see the artist's intentions behind the first game, right? But it's kind of weird to say of like why they should look this way because these are the artists, right? That they were intending for the story to go and how they should look. So it's kind of weird to complain or criticize of how these characters look because it is the artist's depiction now. But with it was the, the first game, it was kind of the criticism of like, you, you're not getting the artist's uh, intentions behind this game. So it's kind of weird to go into this game with that same mentality. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I, I get yeah. the, the, the intention is, I think from the developer standpoint, pure. I think from the yeah. publisher standpoint, it's not good. And it's a reflection of it. I think oh, yeah, this, no is, this kind of like reassures me of my, a lot of my belief, like, and maybe my even kind of like, you know, I wish it wishful thinking of like hoping the series goes in a clean direction where with, with this, like, it's just, it's just a hot mess. Like that's just those issues there. So I, I still got like a list of things in this, this <laughs> episode one. So like adding into this, like for example, so when you go into the scene where you meet Rachel at the school, and she drags yeah. you in and you have Dana Ward. Her earring keeps flashing repeatedly. It's like yeah, a mountain. Didn't. So you didn't, but I saw a couple of other people that saw it as well. Like it flashes. It's like, yeah. it just keeps doing like a little chink and it appears later on as well. So I'll repeat that in a little bit. Then I get to the episode, I get into the segment where you're in the train cart, one of my favorite parts with True, True Truth and a Lie. That is ruined because at some point, um, Rihanna DeVries' line where it's, um, it's great to take a, um, it's great to take a stand line just before she sits down in front of Rachel. That yeah. keeps playing over all the scenes. So literally, all the entire train scene it's playing mm-hmm. over so it's playing over dialogue that's repeating and just going through anyway so i couldn't hear any of it so i was just kind of sitting back like right and even when i had the moment where they put the earphones in i had to skip that because i was like i can't sit there and just like listen to her keep saying the same line it's driving me nuts so i want to find your video just so like the audience can hear uh not just like my response but saying like playstation sucks because <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't happen for me but I was like, yo, that is so bizarre. Yep. Okay. Okay. I, nope. Nope. That's, that's yep. just my response. So, um, whilst he looks flat, like that was an example of one of the issues. And not like it is an entire. Oh, I got it. oh here we go. Ready? So it's like these talking over characters. I don't know if you could hear that, but it was just like, like just two different dialogues going back and forth. I thought that was so bizarre when he said that to me. So when I got to that scene, I was like expecting it for it to happen. Just like two pieces of dialogue going over each other. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go again. Xbox rolls again. <laughs> By the way, we were sending these things to me and Adam because it's like, obviously we're giving you a perspective of playing it on PlayStation and Xbox. Mm-hmm. So I was intentionally sending Adam things because I wanted to see if he got them. And sometimes in the first Life of Strange, we got them. Sometimes he got issues I didn't experience. So we were kind of mm-hmm. like sending them. So I sent like a lot of stuff that I got in BTS. And that was an example of it. That was an entire sequence in episode one that was ruined. So I just like, I had to sit there and kind of start skipping as much as I could possibly do. So yeah. that in itself was that. Then you also have the credits at the end of episode one, Awake, which again was like such a weird thing to see. Then you've taken it out of the Don't Nod game, put it all into the main menu and not put them at the end of each episode. So it's mm-hmm. finishing. And then obviously at the end of episode one, it crashed as well. So that was kind of my notes for all of episode one. It's kind of focus on that. So like, these are kind of some of the issues of it. Like, and like I said, like, I saw great potential in terms of like, you know, Rachel's face, they kind of cleaned her up, kind of gave her a bit more visibility. I actually didn't mention it as well. There's another scene in um, 
in that episode, right at the end when Rachel does her iconic scream as uh, Kylie does, her face is red because of the fire. Yeah. Like this is again, like, and that's not the first time, that's the only time you see it as well. Because basically the lighting from the fire is like making her head, her head look like an umpa lumpa. And it's like, <laughs> you sit and you sit, I was sitting there like rubbing my, I, like, I posted on Twitter, if you want to watch it, I actually tagged like, Kylie and not realizing he was, like, yeah. she, like, Rachel Lambert is orange in that. And I'm just like, what is even going on here? It's like, why is this an issue? It's like, why you, I, 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 any game I play, I'm playing Horizon at the minute. So obviously like I've moved away, I'm moved on from Life is Strange and we obviously Horizon has the, the wonderfully, wonderfully talented Ashley Birch in there, which in itself so it's no great. E. Yeah, with no E as well, no Ashley Birch with <laughs> E in that. But like with um with Horizon, there's Bulk gonna be in there. It's a massive game. It's a massive game. So like fair enough. And I'm not one of those people who thinks I've ever played a video game about a bug, but this is so riddled with bugs this one and the collection and then you see the reflect of the review scores then you see like what michelle said on the tweets and like on twitter when we were talking about it there's just so many issues and like as i said like from the, the main takeaway i enjoyed from the first episode seeing that some of the scenes chloe looks great her face animations the visuals and so even rachel to an extent as well the facial animation like kind of like the textures and stuff but then you know the problem is and i think you mentioned it in um the, the episode we did prior to this where you said like Pompidou and you look at him and and he just looks like he not received the the treatment whilst the other characters yeah. have and this is the problem like you basically look at Chloe and she looks great but then you look at Joyce and she doesn't look great then you look at Steph and it's like mm, and you look at Samantha Myers it's like mm, and you're kind of like looking at other characters then you look at the visual the background enough not everything is touched up so basically you have like right. standout moments of like great and you see in the first Life is Strange remastered like there's like certain things that are really like brought to life and then other things that are just like, well, they were kind of like just almost ignored. Yeah. Or, or right. not, not necessarily ignored, weren't just given the same treatment or could not get the same right. treatment out of them. It, it, it definitely felt like an off remaster because like all I kept thinking in my head was that I should, I, I want to replay the original, right? The, the unremastered uh, before the storm, because I'm just like, I don't know. These look pretty similar to the first one, but I might be remembering wrong because you know how you play a remaster game and it's just like, it's when you play a remaster game, it's like, Oh, this is how I remember it. You go back to the original, like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> like nostalgia glasses made me think, but this was the first remaster that I actually played. I'm like, I think I'm going to go back to the first one. And I feel like that one looks better. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt more polished than the remaster from the same team. You know, this isn't like, because um, there are some remasters out there that and it's actually delivered to a remaster, uh, uh, like, people. Like, there's actual uh, companies that are out there that do remasters. I'm um, trying to think of the big one. That Blue I'm just Blue Point, thank you. Blue Point is, um, like, there's actually remaster companies, but this is, like, Deck Nine's game being remastered by Deck Nine. So it, it's just so weird how, like, the first game felt so polished, and this one, uh, you know, polished more than this. That's, okay. But, like, it, it's, it's polished, but then you go to a remaster where you polish it even further, and it's worse. You know, and I know there's like people in the comments who are probably just saying like, oh, you don't understand game development. Blah, blah, blah. I don't, obviously, but like, I don't know. How do you screw that up? Like you're, you're, no, you're, you're yeah. right, because you're basically taking a fixed game and then breaking it. And like, that's mm -hmm. the problem with it. Like I, if anyone said to me, should I play these? I'd be like, wait for them to drop like about $10 on the store, then pick them up. 
and just pick them up yeah. if you're going to play through the trophies or you want to see like little subtle changes on like in the faces. Otherwise, just play the originals because both the originals, yeah. whether you live before the storm or Life is Strange one, look far better, play mm-hmm. far better, and they just seem to be kind of the the quote unquote experience you should always go for as well. Um, and you have every right to criticize something like this because even from a game developer perspective, to pull something like this out on the market in the mm-hmm. state that it's in with the amount of patches that it needs. I, even I, I told you, like I said repeatedly, I was playing these mm-hmm. and I really enjoy BTS. I really enjoy it. Like, and I know people are like, I really enjoy it. And especially obviously the door soundtrack and all the great parts that, you know, some of the beats that hit in BTS are great. But then I'm sitting there waiting to play Horizons come out and I'm, I was playing it last Monday before, before mm-hmm. obviously we were recording the, the following Monday. Um, I was playing then each episode and I was like, I'm waiting for Horizon to come out, which looks great. And I'm playing this game, which is just a steaming pile of a mess. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Um, it's kind of like going to like, so just like kind of point on to some other things like episode two. So obviously I think like you saw the thing about Skip's eyes being quite googly. Um, yeah, even mine was googly. I was expecting the Xbox version to be like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh no. <laughs> even Xbox's yeah. version on. Uh, Skip this, size this is, is uh, this, skipping around. Yeah, this is the this is just straight outside the segment when you um leave Prince Wells' office, like just straight after episode two, and Skip mm-hmm. talks to you. And he's just like he's like googly, like his eyes are kind of like rolling back and stuff. Are you talking like, about Chloe? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so weird to see that. It's just like that's weird. And then in that as well, like that scene again during the lighting thing that I told you about, like mm-hmm. and again with Rachel Amber, she's wearing all this kind of like jewelry and same with Victoria Chase, like all the costumes in the Tempest just before like, the main Tempest se- se- sequence, there's like light bouncing off it and you can see it's visible. Like, and it's like oh, flashing, no, flashing, Did it flashing. happen to you? Yeah. Oof. So it, it, it happened just before Tempest. So like the Tempest was actually intact, Like nothing I saw of a really issue in that, which was probably the most yeah. reassuring thing because that's probably, it's up there for me. It's one of the greatest scenes in the entire series. Um, that's not even done by Deck. Uh, that's not even done by Don't Know, but like it's a great, great scene from the Tempest. Um, and then actually, the main issue was where I crashed. The game crashed twice for me, so I was in the Amber House setting the table with Chloe. And it crashed yeah. twice in there, so it crashed once while I was doing it. So I had to repeat a part of it, and then it did it again. So at this point, my frustration was really growing. So they, they were just like a couple of niggly issues. Though obviously, little issues with like other characters I was seeing. I don't kind of mentioned it because like even Nathan looks a little bit. I don't know. I feel like they've, um, that's a little, again, like I can see the similarities. Like, do you know when they did that blog post with all the characters, like Jefferson, um, Press, um, you know, Nathan yeah. Prescott, all these, and they're showing the changes. Some of the characters like, yeah, okay, maybe. And other times it was like, mm, doesn't really look much better. And it kind of yeah. almost like worse. It's like, I don't really know what you're selling me on here. I feel like you're changing too much, like unnecessarily, unnecessary things. It should have just been, let's take these games, up mm-hmm. the resolution, right? Kind of like get it as clean as possible, put them on the new consoles, then mm-hmm. put them back onto the last consoles. Cause like I've said this repeatedly, why are we playing remasters on the same console? They're on yeah. the same, but they were built for these platforms. Like Michelle said with Life is Strange 1, they, they intentionally focused to get that loading screen at the beginning of the first game eliminated from the PS3 version. They were mainly focusing yeah. on that PS4, Xbox, all those versions but they they went back into past gen and made sure they could try and fit that in and they made it work and performance mm. is the key on this like you take a if you can if you're going to sacrifice fidelity at that point to kind of like get a great transition and kind of like your potent story moment as well rather than focusing on graphics and this is the mm. problem because this doesn't run at 60 frames per second they're patching that in as well like they've mentioned that it doesn't run at 60 frames per second it's got a huge amount of other little bugs in there and you're kind of sitting there like yeah. it's like, why? Like, it, it makes you think it's like, what's the point of this remaster? And, and I feel like, you know, 
I, I feel like there had to be some meetings before this was even announced, right? That like the, the, this was in development. You don't announce a game when it's not in development, right? You don't announce a game before you even like touch, touch any line of code, right? So like what happened in these meetings where they're just like, hey, we tried to like up the resolution in this and oh my God, it looks like a disaster, right? The meetings between, you know, Deck9 and Square Enix, right? Like go, bo- both going just like, no, we don't want to do this. Like it, it just looks like it, we can't up this resolution or up this lighting because it just messes everything up. And Square Enix is probably like, eh, we don't care. You got to sell that, sell that ultimate edition. Come on now, let's, let's go. Like that, that's, that's I yeah. think I think that was it. Like this, they should have done a nice collector's edition for True Colors, or like an mm-hmm. ultimate edition, which was like mainly like you can get, you know, a keyring or whatever else. They kind of like make it because they've done it with Life is Strange one and two. They have like collector's sure. edition. They even had it with like a really uh, slick retail version of uh, BTS as well. Yeah, but like this was just kind of like we'll just package Life is Strange one and two remastered, but they're not remastered. We're basically just adding the the facial man- animations in that we did for True Colors into this. And yeah. then selling that as like an add-on. And it's just like, why are you giving me so much stuff with True Colors? You give me Wavelengths DLC, you're giving me, you know, um, all the two yeah. main collections. And it's like, it's like they could have like taken it away. Like I said, like they could have spent even like, not even three years, maybe a year, they could have been like, hey, you know what? It's going to mm-hmm. be a while for the next Life is Strange to come out. Here's Life is Strange, the Arcadia Bay collection, two brand new, uh, two remastered fully games. We've added the facial animation captures in, but we've remastered resolution, put them at high res. Um, we're also going to do like a limited run of a thousand copies at retail, which is special edition. You can get steelbook, blah, blah. Let's yeah, sell it there's as so this. business options for this. Like that Square this, Enix could have made more money. Yeah. And it's like, they, no, this is the only way to sell the ultimate edition. Like, what? There, <laughs> there's so much more, like you said, like business opportunities you could sell with this game. Like, I don't even think they tapped into the full potential of the first game. Like, um, you know, I think um, Chris, who runs Life is Strange fans, who I also owe debt to because he's, um, you know, <laughs> he always retweets my stuff. And I'm, man, I love you if you listen to this. He, um, yeah. he tweeted um, design concepts out of like geo characters, like um, figures hmm. of Life mm-hmm. is Strange, which he pitched to uh, Square Enix. They wanted to see what like, you know, designs were. I'm like, why did you never take that? The Life is Strange Hysteria that came in 2015, why did you not sell this? Like, you've obviously done a comic run of the series, but why are you not taking advantage of this franchise? The IPs, yeah. the IP for me is worrying where I feel like it's just going to go like that. And I'm going into a completely different subject away from before, so but I think that the, this is an example of where I think they're going to neglect and really alienate more Life is Strange fans and they're not really going to stick with the series because, like, this is an example. I just think you play it. You can enjoy it. I enjoyed it to an extent, but the problem is I can't enjoy something when I'm sitting there with my hat, well, you know, with my... My chin on my hand like this, if you're watching the video version. If you're listening to the audio version, we are on video for YouTube, so you should tune in. But yeah, I got my hand on my... Yeah, exactly. You can see Adam's background as well, which is in, in remastered HD YouTube version as well. Not 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 broken with like lights flicking on it. But yeah, you, I have my hand on my chin sitting there playing this, and I'm just like, what is even going on here? Like, why am I still playing this? Um, which I'll, I'll drop a truth later on as well into this podcast. Um, so... And we'll, we'll dig into a couple more things out of like what you like, what you don't like, you know, some of the other characters and stuff. I just kind of want to run through my notes that I picked because I picked a couple of them. It's like, we've obviously gone to episode three 
Um, so again, right at the beginning, had a massive lighting issue, like the characters, the, 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 the jewelry thing, like it was bouncing off again. I saw it so many times. This is in the Amber house straight away. Mm. Um, and also, by the way, I forgot, like I, it's been so long since I played before Storm. Elliot is like such a weird character. Like Jesus. Oh, one of the most useless characters in all of Life is Strange. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like a worse version of Warren. And, but I think like he's a Warren, but 2.0 with the intention of being a bit more, it's like, why did you bring Warren into the game instead? Wait, wait, yeah, you exactly. don't, you don't even yeah. see him at all. He's just mentioned in it. But anyway, away from that. And then the the you know the big issue that broke it for me, and I sent it to Adam, which was like repeated with like FFS, all of these messages. So when you walk into Rachel's room and you're obviously trying to mellow the mood up, making her feel better about all the admissions about her dad and her, you know, about mm-hmm. her mom and all that. I walk over to the bed, look over, and Rachel's face is bright red and orange and it's bright red and orange through the entire the entire sequence it is bright orange and red and i just sat there i was like well not even daughter's music can make me feel better about this <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah no like there's there's just so many times where um well it, it was episode three for me that was just the absolute disaster in terms of like lighting um, like what you said with episode three with walking towards a bed and all that. Um, Adam, sorry, I will let you continue. If you are watching the video version, this is yep. Rachel Amber that I sent to Adam. As you can see, her face is bright red. And my light is probably making it worse, but <laughs> or even better, actually. Oh, that's exactly what it will look like. If you're trying to look on this on, on video version, and you're like, oh, is it because of his camera? No. Nope. No, it happened to me a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Except it, uh, Chloe's face is blue in mine. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, Xbox version is blue instead of red. Oh the, my the, god. There's so actually bad. There's actually one more thing I thought of just now as well, which kind of sums up the remastered collection. But I'll let you continue mm-hmm. where you're off to. I just wanted to show oh. people the picture of it. No, it's just like so awful to me how like you know how pointless this whole remaster was it was just and and i'm and i know before we even started this we we were uh we did an episode of like why should people be worried about the remaster like there's nothing to worry about like i was expecting a few bugs here and there right but what who could have predicted this mess of a remaster of like i I don't know not, not not too much of a complex game you know like um like when the uh, Master Chief Collection came out, right? And that remaster came out and the gameplay was like a bit foggy. There's a lot more complexities um, to to like a first person shooter, right? Mm. But this is just like essentially a walking simulator kind of um, um, pretty much, you know, like like a story game, you know? And who could have predicted this kind of like mess of this kind of remaster? I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know nothing about game development. I'm just a stupid boy drinking polar and playing skateboarding video games. Who knows? But that's just my thoughts. No, I feel like, as I said, I feel like you have to, you, if you're the consumer buying a product at retail price, mm-hmm. you have every right to criticize it. I still feel the same. This is why I feel like sometimes with, with like my, my criticism towards movie reviewers and like game reviews and mm-hmm. stuff, I, I was a game reviewer myself. Is like they don't ever factor in the fact that, and I know this from some people when you read their reviews, they don't factor in the fact that someone's paying $60, $80 for this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. when they get angry at the fact that you're saying this is great and it's got loads of problems, which maybe you came or came or not across, you have, I always put mine in the perspective when I was reviewing a video game, when mm-hmm. I was professionally reviewing them, I was like, I'm paying for this in terms of, I think that mindset, if I'm paying for it, will I buy it? And yeah. it's like, with this, for example, I'm just like, if I was paying for it and I did pay for it, I'm just like, 
Yeah. Like, wow. It's not really because, like, in itself, and I, do you know what I just said to you before? Like, I alluded to it. One of the main things for me, like, summed up was like the BTS uh, logo and stuff, like in this in this game where it's like it's blue instead of purple. And oh. I'm like, and you don't see in the menu. What? You don't see in the menu. In no, the mine was purple. It's blue. Mine. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe mine was blue, and maybe I just didn't notice because most of mine was purple. I think I'm. I I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure it's purple. I think they changed it to um. No, sorry, purple. I think they changed it to blue. blue. Um, yeah, because yeah, mine was all blue, and I was like, I was kind of like, oh, that reminds me. So in in the last episode, right when uh, Chloe dyes her hair blue, right? Uh, you know, I just thought it'd be like kind of fitting to like put on the classic Chloe outfit, right? Yeah. And when I changed into it, uh, her hair is not blue anymore. It's just the brown. There's no blue in her hair. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just because of like this scene. And then if I go on to other scenes, it will come back to blue. No, <laughs> it just stayed brown. And all these comments like, Chloe, your hair, it's so cool. It's just, it's just her regular hair. <laughs> I did not I didn't even pick that up. I did not see that. Which I'm glad that you brought up because that's again, like another issue on top of that. Yeah. And well, the outfit that was blue. It was a classic Chloe. Classic that it Chloe. Yeah. Classic. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially with classic Chloe in the name as well. You kind of expect some kind of like homage to the blue, the blue yeah. hat. But I feel like obviously it sums up with the zombie crypt DLC, you know, that which I the, got. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously I can access now if I actually wanted to play BTS, but I finished it from that. But like my other admissions, I didn't play farewell before this. Um, I want to know, like you didn't tell me why you didn't play farewell, but yeah. So Adam obviously played it for the intention of playing this episode. I'm in the mindset as a reviewer that I always try and finish things if I'm going to review them in my professional work as a as a game journalist i reviewed everything and i completed everything except for one game and it, when i didn't complete that one game because i said it was quite difficult and it was ridiculously difficult it was a game called ninja and clash of carrots um i reviewed oh, okay. it for them and then the developers a couple of days later tweet quoted me and i think maybe two more reviewers and they put like a thing out saying here's a patch that's gonna make the game easier which mm-hmm. i had more respect for the developers doing that because it actually took our feedback on board that saying that the game was just ridiculous because it was just one difficulty setting. Mm-hmm. It was a good reflection of it. So that was the only game I'd never finished for that reason. But with this, this was a reflection of why I feel like I can say that if a reviewer says that they don't finish something, then they're justified to kind of make an argument because I played three quarters of it. And by the time I got to Farewell, I'm like, I will come back to play it at some point. Mm-hmm. But I have no intention of playing it right now in the current state it's in. I want to see goddamn hundreds of patches come in place for this to be actually feasible for me to go back and play Farewell without any kind of issues, whether it has issues or not. I don't know because I'm just a bit fed up with it. So I, I kind of went on the intention of like, I basically withdrew myself from it because I'm like, I can't play any more of it. I played enough to substantiate where my argument is at. And when it's mm-hmm. this broken, I don't want to play it. It's like when people say to me, like, watch a film, it gets better and better. It's like, well, if it's not good enough in the first 20, 30 minutes, it's not got my attention for the rest of it. It's like, I think right. it was like, I think reviews did it with like the final, was it Final Destination 5? or something where it's like a the twist at the end yeah and, 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 oh and then people people are like yeah yeah it's like you know it's it's, a, it's not a great move but stick to the end it's like you'll get like a, a great twist at the end. i hate that argument it's like stick it through it to the end yeah. just waste three hours of your life it's like oh my god yeah I, I i don't like the argument like I'll, i will usually like kind of persevere because i persevered watching the uncharted film which was terrible um oh i didn't even see it i saw well, all the reviews i'm like nah <laughs> i i only went because i got a free ticket for my ps5 upgrade for uncharted oh so nice think, okay yeah so they, if you want yeah. up, upgraded to the uh, uncharted um ps5 edition of that they gave you a free cinema ticket to go watch it 
So I went with the intention of that and I kind of wasted probably like two hours of my life as well watching it because it was ridiculous. It was so bad. And it was so bad for so many issues. I don't like Tom Holland as an actor. I think he's the most overrated actor in Hollywood right now. I think he's not but he's a for prince. That. Yeah, he's one of you. Yeah, but he's also a Tottenham fan, so no one likes Tottenham fans <laughs> either. And you know a football. Well, we'll come back on Life is Strange in a minute. I'm just thinking, that was an issue. Mark Wahlberg looks more like Nathan Drake than Tom Holland. And then he has no mustache, doesn't look anything like Sully. doesn't have any of the personality of Sully. The Chloe Fraser character that brought in was so bland. This game, the, yeah. first, the first part of the movie had 20 minutes of... Um, uh, references to the Uncharted games, which was all right, and then they even had like they even had the audacity to include in the plane graphic of it flying, almost like Indiana Jones style. And it's like, no, you do not take George Lucas's work there or Steven Spielberg's and add it to your own because we know where Nathan Drake drew a lot of inspiration from Lara Croft and Indiana right. Jones, but you do not take that graphic because it does not belong in your film, and you're basically just uh, uh, the Did I issues. hear that Sully was on Tinder in the movie. Is that a scene that Sully is yes, like? Yes, yes, they mentioned oh, no. They, they mentioned something about Tinder, and it's so awkward and weird. It's almost like Tom Holland doing like Ryan Reynolds humor outside of Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's like no, 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 no. It's like we're not doing that. So let me bring it back onto the point with Life is Strange. This is where an example yeah. where, like, obviously I could have walked out that cinema any time on tried. I just basically stayed there because it's free. I would have walked out if I was paying for it. And this is an example of like BTS because when I was got to episode three, got to farewell, I'm like, I'm not playing it. I have no intention to play it. It's, it's probably even more better to play. It's obviously got Hannah Tell, Ashley Burge. It's got to show up and back. It's got all the main characters back from there um, to do all this. I literally stuff had there. no issues. Like I'm, I'm actually saying this right now. Zero bugs that, that I saw anyway uh, from the farewell episode. I don't know why because episode three was just such a disaster on my end. Like it was so. I even uh, uh, tweeted about where uh, David puts on the photograph. And it's like this is my friend. And it's just like this little patch of light. And it's just like, oh, this is such a powerful scene. And it's just like this beam of light coming up. It's like, wait, Chloe, here you go. This flashlight on a card is my friend. And I'm like, oh my God, dude. You couldn't even get that right. But I remember, I remember you talking me that I completely forgot about that. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's like that in itself, Adam, is a conversation about like, we forget things that we've actually sent to each other. Like yeah. I send you, I've already sent you more stuff in the chat that I've not actually included in my show notes. And it's just we like, I'm talking to each other more than we ever have before. Just, just from the, the bugs and the, like the, there, there's always bugs and glitches in games. Sure. Like there, I'm sure at horizon for, for bit and West, there might be like a little like Twitch here and there. Yeah. No games. Perfect. But like the amount of stuff that we talked about in terms of like, oh my God, this is taking me out of the story kind of glitches. It's just, it's phenomenal. Like it's something that I never would have predicted on on terms of like remaster of Life is Strange. There's more bugs in the remasters than the original games. I probably experienced very little, if any, of like major bugs in the first Life is Strange and BTS. In this, it's like just, it's just like littered through the entire game. Even the first one for me, like some audio was just, clicked out of scenes like just no audio and i'm like oh okay <laughs> it's like uh, it's it's a, it's a reflection of the industry like the and i and i don't i'm not gonna make the argument where you say where it's like i'm a you know i'm not a game developer i don't know like all this kind of stuff and you know sure you know all yeah. the hardware but it's a kind of like a trend with the industry for example putting out stuff that isn't completely fixed at certain points and i'm not talking about everything but some games and then they just roll out a steam day one patch or they roll out a day one patch for like other consoles and like, for example, like just little things like 
from episode two to five in the first Life is Strange, not having any subtitle audio um, dialogue there. But then obviously it works in BTS. Um, mm-hmm. I think funnily enough, I'm going to actually say you, you were right in our pre-episode for the remastered collection, which is, I think they did better work on, <laughs> on, on before the yeah. storm. Then. It looks stunning. <laughs> it looks stunning. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no, it did look better than the first game, which is what I said. Now the argument could be said is that um, it is a later developed game, right? So yeah. it already looked better from the start, right? That's like saying um, a remaster from a I don't know, just off the top of my head, a remaster from a 2015 game is going to look worse than a 2017 game. It came out. BTS came out in 2017, yeah. 17, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's it's a two year difference. Right. So there's that argument, but I don't know. There, there are some things where I was just like, this looks a little better, like a little bit more work put into it, including, I don't know, uh, putting in credits, <laughs> um, that kind of work. So it, yeah, it's just call me crazy, it, but that was weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, I just don't like what I don't get. It's like, obviously I don't know what deck nine did. And I don't know mm. what square Enix did. So obviously it's like, I don't know the, the credit decision of the first game was a, a square Enix decision whether it was a, a decision from the Deck Nine team, I don't really know where these decisions came from. So it's not really reflective on the on on what we know as fans. Like there's not enough transparency there with the brand, like what they're doing with it. And they don't have to be upfront with everything, but you kind of want an idea of certain things. So like yeah. that's like an issue in itself. And then when you play like like I think like for me, when I put loaded up before Storm, and it might seem like such a a minor thing to people listening or like anyone who tunes in but like for me just seeing them change the color of like bts's logo and stuff i was just like is there any need it's like is the game yeah. the game is five years old it's like all your oh my god you're right ah uh, yeah dude, it, like it's, it's 2020 hit i'm like i don't know how much time passes but yeah, yeah I, I still I, think I, it's 2020 i feel like every, <laughs> i feel like everyone's stuck in 2020 but like you know it's five years old all your marketing was done in the purple. Like, I don't know what your significance was moving to blue. Maybe they wanted to associate with Chloe a bit more or kind of like, you know, I think like the Raven scene in like the bathroom is like blue. And so I, they probably like had some reason for it, but it just was such a minute issue. I was like, why is this even change? And then you yeah. load up the game and there's just like issue after issue. Like I said, I really liked some of the characters, especially like Chloe from being BTS looked better in terms of the facial animations and I think they just oh, yeah. cleaned her up more physically well. Um, and I think the same with Rachel aside from obviously when she went red face for like a lot of the points. But but even Frank didn't look no that all different. It looked weird. You know? Yeah. I, he, yeah I, thought, like, I thought he looked really weird at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to reinstall the original. I, I deleted the first two just to save myself some hard, hard, uh, hard drive space. You know what I mean? Like I deleted the first two because I'm like, oh, I got the remaster. But now I need to reinstall the first before the storm. And I'm like, I, I kind of want to replay it from the original title because I'm like, I feel like some characters look worse. You know, it's just weird. Like, I don't I understand how that happens. You yeah, know? I feel like they intentionally went for a different look of Frank. Because obviously it's like, I think they even like stripped him down a bit to make him make like mm-hmm. less, less assertive like he's in the first Life is Strange. Yeah. Um, and kind of like just made him like look that kind of like skinny guy who's involved with the gangs and like his face yeah. isn't that cleaned up. But like, it's just, you look at him and it's like, as I said, like he looks a bit weird. Then Dave Madsen looks a bit weird. And it's like, yes. it's just time scales as well. Like you just look at the characters and I'm like, Mm-hmm. It's just it, you, you. You went too much, and you you basically to kind of. Um, Sorry, speaking of audio clipping out. Okay, so you remember the uh, okay? So like Chloe dyes her hair. She's going downstairs. She's trying to find 
uh, David's toolbox or her dad's toolbox, right? In the garage. Yeah. And um, it's David and Joyce dancing, right? Because they have music on. There's no music in mine. <laughs> it's just it's like, is that music? <laughs> There's nothing playing. And so like, is it, you're sitting on the stairs just watching them dance and listening to music, but there's no music. So you just hear, you just hear their footsteps dancing. And it's just like this awkward scene. I'm like, oh my God, can't even do this right. Holy crap. I wish like, I recorded it, but I didn't. Yeah. No, like that's again, like that's it. Like it, there's a difference between having funny moments, like obviously the T pose, and that came back. That even came back in the remaster collection. And you mm. have the T, and you have the T pose in um, True Colors. You, you ever get any two T poses? Never. No, never. Yeah, I didn't get mine. No. No, surprisingly, surprisingly, never got a T pose. But they're quite funny. Like you can kind of fix those. You can work around them. Like that's not an issue. But when you have scenes like that, and you kind of just sit in that, like. Ah, uh, and you just like, as I said, I would, if someone said to me, should I buy the Remix Clash? I'd be like, no, do no. not buy it. And I, I would say about almost anything, I'm like, you know, go play the original always first, see mm-hmm. what the intention is, even before remasters, because like they do change things and even upgraded resolutions as well. Like, I feel like you should always go back and see what the original tells you first mm-hmm. and see like from that and then go, obviously a bit more different from remake to, um, sure. you know. From a remaster, yeah. I feel like you should go back and play it. But someone said to me, like, you know, I played Life is Strange one and before the storm in its normal form, which I play the remaster collection. Be like, yeah, if you want the trophies and achievements, but other than that, yeah. I, 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 I can't sit here and justify it. I can't sit here, even though I enjoy facial animations. I feel like just the insistence of putting that in has almost wrecked so much of the rest of the product. It's kind of like sitting there, like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see close face me, but if Dave and um, Joyce are dancing without music and like you know yeah. you're putting you know, Dave, you're Dave putting on that photo like you did <laughs> it's yeah, like, just, like this is a yeah. ball of light without no kind of like face you're kind of sitting there like imagine you're a first time Life is Strange fan playing this as well so imagine some people probably picked it up for that reason and you're yeah, like sitting there and you're sitting there like what? there's plenty of games like there's plenty of remasters where I'm just like I never played that game but now I want to play it like the remaster version like the the best version you know, there's plenty. I can't think of all any off the top of my head, but, um, but you know, I, I play them. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Now it's like to my standards, not like this. Like th- this would be a, like a disaster for somebody who's. And there's plenty of people who actually said on Twitter, like, "Hey, I never played the Life is Strange games. I never played the uh, first two. Right? Um, I'll, I'll play the remaster version." It's like, oh my god, the amount of people that will just like not get connected to this game it's it's insane it's insane it's straight up insane yeah you, you ain't you ain't gonna get connection from it the way that it, as no. and, the, and the state that it's in there's just there's just it's just fundamentally flawed and i feel mm-hmm. like i'm just like being like absolutely because i i just can't sit here and sit here to you and be like oh this is a great thing this is a great feature because like the more after i played the first life is strange remastered and then went to bts i was spotting more where it's like this aesthetic looks really nice like chloe's face right. but in the background visuals aren't like loading in properly they don't look that clean like arcade right. in the bay in the background doesn't look clean like you switch the camera from like um chloe to um steph and you look at steph's face it's like well you're really trying here to make steph look a bit more you know true colors s kind of like put a bit more features in her kind of like make her you know a bit more grounded in that universe but you you never did it with that intention in the first place with the artwork you did it's like mm-hmm. they look even more generic. I think like Samantha Maya looks even more generic than she already was. Right. And it's like, you're know, that like, oh God. Yeah. No, like, and you know, the thing I kept thinking about when I was playing this game is, um, okay, so I know it's early access, but, you know, like 
doesn't make a difference. Uh, so right now I'm currently like obsessed with Session, which is uh, going to be an upcoming new skateboarding simulation game, right? Um, it, it just takes a lot of features from like actual skateboarding, use your thumbsticks, you know, like uh, as your feet, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. right now it's in currently in early access, right? Until the final release in fall. And I'm playing the early access and I just played this update that just came to it. And it's still just this, this very buggy mess. Like uh, my, my overcrook won't lock in. Sometimes my player will just like fly off the skateboard with, without any kind of fashion. Um, but it's still tolerable. It's still very tolerable because underneath all those bugs, there's fundamentally a great game in this. And I, and I enjoy my time playing session, even though sometimes I'll just fly off or my, my grinds won't lock or, um, or, or just like it won't pop or anything like, and I just won't say like, there's some things I'm just like, Oh my God. But underneath, it's just a very enjoyable game and it's still an early access. And there's a lot of communication from the team of session to say like, here's our roadmap. Here's our updates. Here's what you're going to get in the updates. Here's when the final releases, here's some pros that we're going to put in, which I was, you know, I'm, I'm still very happy that they put in uh, Mark Appleyard into it, but a British person so nice um but it's all it's all like very communicative and you know very much like an enjoyable game whereas before the storm let's just say that before the storm the first one was early access right we got it it's early access and now they've had all these years to improve upon it and there was no communication about it there was we didn't even hear anything about the remaster excuse me pardon me, up, up until like a month before release, right? We didn't hear anything about it at all. It was no communication, nothing. And it's just like, here you go. Do you like? It's just, there's no communication. There's no fundamentally good game underneath all of these bugs, right? It's not an enjoyable experience through the bugs. Whereas Session, it's still enjoyable even with all the bugs. And there's a lot of bugs in it, early access, Right. But underneath all of this, it's just not enjoyable before the storm. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, obviously, I feel like I was wrong because I felt like when everyone was like, oh, they don't really see any content. I was like, why are they going to show loads of content out stuff that we've already seen? That was oh, my kind of mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will put my hands up from that. I didn't see the red flags of like even them including into like true colors and stuff like that, like kind of the state the product was in until, well, I feel like it was a bit too late for me to see it. But um, yeah. yeah, like that's the that's the issue of like when you see what happens like when they aren't releasing footage and they aren't seeing things. And then I think like obviously the first indication was the E3 footage back all the way last year that oh we saw. That we saw yeah. and that, that was not really like good in any way kind of shape or And then we see like certain things like loads of high resolution screenshot stuff. Then when you play the game, you're like, you kind of just like, wait a minute, what? It's like, what's yeah. going on here? What's going on here? And like, as I said, like an entire list. Some select images that they, they you know, accumulated. <laughs> because it's it's just what it's what's annoying me with the industry with certain games it's like you have definitive trilogy with gta being a complete and hot hot mess that they're trying to fix then you have like cyberpunk before it basically having like god knows how many freaking patches kind of saw this point there's an example of it because like that was like they even said and there's a plan b of patches rolling out it's like well why don't you push it back and Mm -hmm. make the game and then release it in its proper fully developed state i just i just find it hard to not be as like fear I'm, I'm actually furious in terms of like you see it like i'm actually furious in terms of like you're releasing a game that was actually not that 
you know, broken in any way, shape, or form in its in original mm-hmm. incarnation and then breaking it into remastered form. It should yeah. just be called Life is Strange Broken Remastered Collections. <laughs> That's what it basically is. Yeah. No, like I was more excited to play my broken session game than I was to be like this remaster. And well, it's but it's like you said Absolutely. though, you know what it is. They're telling you what it is. They're telling you where it's in development. You're accessing it for that reason. They yeah. know, you know, they know it's broken. You know it's broken, but there's still an enjoyable experience from this. You're paying X amount of money to get these games after they've been delayed for X amount of period. And they're really just like to the point where you're kind of sitting there. Like I was sitting there, I was like, why would I play this now when I've got PS4 BTS on my shelf over there? I got Life is Strange PS4 over there. Yeah. You know, I played I played Life is Strange on iOS port and it's better than this. <laughs> it just is. It's just a port of that. It's a port of the actual console version onto iOS. And it mm-hmm. play it just looks about 50 times better. Yeah. And now now before we like get to closing out this episode, right? You have not mentioned Metal Gear at all. So I need you to I, oh, I know, you ruined it. You ruined it. I was gonna that's what I was trying. <laughs> I, I intentionally went to full episode about mentioning how <laughs> how does this IP Life is Strange compare to how Konami is treating Metal Gear Solid? Go for it. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to revisit that when when ah. we, when they when they announced MGS free remake because they'll probably have Kojima as a consultant. Oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, because obviously I think that's gonna be a bit of a disaster because they've got that weird studio making it. And then I think if, if they have Kojima's consulting name, that's going to be the, the, you know, the gem for them. Like you said, with, with this collection, imagine if they would be like, yeah, we're remaking Life is Strange 1. Don't know, it's not really affiliated, but we're bringing Michelle on or Raul as like a consultant to kind of focus on the game. Almost right. like, and, and, and it's in the same vein as like when we were talking about BTS, so it's like when they were releasing that, they obviously had a huge issue. The SAG strike happened. You can't mm-hmm. have like voice actors, like Ashley's not going to do her voice. CC Jones isn't going to be doing Josh Price's voice. Jartman isn't going to be doing William Price's voice. You know, uh, Diana Hutton can't do her voice. She's with SAG. Nick Schreiner can't do his voice. With SAG. They're all with SAG. So they're like, oh, you know, this was in the midst of that, you know, massive union strike. So they lost all those yeah. actors. And Life is Stranger, the first one was so memorable because of the acting performance. So there's a lot of weight on their shoulder of like casting new, new, you know, when Webb Pickersgill and Chris Floyd were like casting, getting the game as much as they could, you know, there's a lot of weight on their shoulder. I feel for them a lot when they're making this. So when you do that and then you bring in, and then create a stroke of genes from the, um, you know, Square Enix development team, whoever it was, was like, bring Ashley, uh, Ashley Burchin as a writer for the project. You know, she's actually a writer. This is not just like a choke, tokenistic gesture of bringing her in, like, you know, She's just there, but she actually does something in the project. Well, then you have this heart of the character who's actually made her really like memorable. And she's mm-hmm. obviously a very talented writer anyway, as it is. So it's like we got like, you know, such a good stroke there, like, you know, balance. But then this, it's like, no, nah, it's just like it's just a remaster collection. No affiliation from the Don't Know team at all. No import of like even adding that scene, for example. Cause I feel like you would have you would have weighed that up as well. And it's like when you see it, I just remember playing that because I don't have the the best memory. I'm not the the biggest super fan. I know people probably have a much better knowledge of the entire series compared to me, but you know, I just remember playing that first scene in the first episode and it happening. And I was like, hang on a minute, that loading scene isn't there. Um, I'm not, yeah. I'm 99% sure that loading scene is not there. And then when I'm playing BTS, this is yeah. like, I'm trying to get myself immersed. And then when you see like that, you know, as Adam play that clip of audio going over it over and over <laughs> dialogue. And I'm just sitting there like, well, that's literally like a, a, a good chunk of the first episode completely gone for me. I'm just like trying to like smash through all the choices here just to get to the, to the next section. Um, right. In, in, in a nutshell, and not to answer the Metal Gear question you said, I just find it thoroughly, thoroughly disappointing because I almost went full episode not mentioning Metal Gear and then went almost <laughs> all the way through BTS playing it without getting 
I, I don't know. Maybe maybe if you if you did enjoy it, leave it leave us a thought in the comments. Sure. I would like to hear what you say. But I I wanted to enjoy it. So I basically went into the full intention. Like the best redeeming thing for me for BCS, and I can say this is I got to see my favorite scene, the Tempest. In in, yeah. in 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 what I'd hope for the remastered collection to be, this beautiful this beautiful kind of like you know well shot, um you, you know the, not all the aesthetics were great but like you know there's quite a nice little bit of facelifting on certain characters. The costumes look nice. It was like really revamped in like high definition quality. You know this just it just looked clean and that was like the only scene in in the three episode six experience where I felt like that was a good selling point. That was a good one for me. And then obviously the kiss scene as well under the lamppost. That I had no issue with either. Yeah. Other than that, there was just there was just too many issues for me, and I was just like, I can't really. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just I'm, I'm kind of like lost for words at, at times. I was just like, I was saying, hey, coming on here, I was like, well, I'm, I'm literally going to come in here because I've basically been playing Horizon for the last couple of days. Uh, yeah. saying, and I was, I've just shifted my attention completely away from my history because I just want to take my mind away from because I feel like it just left. Oh yeah, a, no, like as, as, no as soon as. As soon as I finished, I was like right back to Ali Ali World. Like I was straight back to it, and that's a that's a sad part. It's like this game didn't really impact me like other Life is Strange games. And I'll, I think like what you said with uh, Horizon Forbidden West, you know, you kind of just like walked away from Life is Strange, like oh, you know, okay, whatever. And I walked away from, you know, even after I did tear up in Farewell. Still, oh my god, like Farewell still like gets me every time. Great episode, great episode. Oh my god, yeah. Um the tape recorder scene at the end i was like yeah okay we're done here i'm just gonna go cry in my room it's fine um but right after that i was just like oh thank god i can play ali ali world again i was just like dumped right back to it you know right right into the um right into the challenges and all that but i don't know it just yeah it's disappointing like you said it just knocks your um your experience like your wonderful memories you have of stuff like and it's in your mind it's like oh this is a great experience first time i played it and I play this and I'm like, well, I'm definitely going back and play the PS3 version at some point myself because yeah. I'd rather just see it the way that it was meant to be done. I, I just can't, I can't sit there with this product yeah. and just like see a lot of redeeming factors from it. As I said in the first episode that we did for this, this two part, essentially strange cast, it's like facial animations are great. I can't stress that enough. They were really great, but you sacrifice so much by what you're doing from it as well. And I see that more when I'm looking at the product, like the quality, the graphics aren't that brilliant in terms of like what you're upscaling. And, and I'll say this again, why are we getting remasters on the same console? It's like, as much as ridiculous I find this as well, obviously they're remaking The Last of Us, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard as well. The game's not even... They're re- not even remastering, right? Because they already did that. Yeah, they already they, remastered they, it. <laughs> they, they, they released it on PS3 in 2013. They remastered it for PlayStation 4 and they're remaking it. They're basically remaking it because there's a, you know, the is it HBO series? I think it is. I think it's HBO. Yes, the HBO, yes. Yeah, so they're basically yeah. doing a remake because they want to line it up there and try and get more people in. In itself, that game probably could do a remake as well because it's not that great as well. I, I'm not really a big fan of not exactly. I think they're really overrated as a studio. Um, oh, no! <laughs> you're getting cancelled out here, but... <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I think they're really overrated. I think like the Last of Us is like a good seven or eight out of ten for me like that's probably where i stand on it I, pl- I played far better things people like talk about it as like masterful storytelling and i was like i would rather play life is strange one for the first time again in my entire life with no biases and that is like a mind-blowing story like the way it's constructed the way it's done compared to the last of us the last of us is so generic as well <laughs> but i'll get away from my last of us because i'll probably rattle someone from it but um in terms of like the the experience like you're playing something for the first time just a ima- matter stress as well i mentioned in the podcast imagine you're playing this for the first time your magic isn't going to be there for the game like not a chance yeah. 
Well, it's like even when you play a remaster, like it should be, you know, like like a whole new like burst of energy. Like, and I mentioned this at least every two episodes, but the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remaster, right? Like I was expecting that to be like, eh, it's going to be fine, but it just took me right back into into middle school, into like elementary school. I'm like, oh my God, I'm back. I'm back. And I just like played it for hours because like it revitalized my love for the series of, of Tony Hawk games, you know, uh, or even like the Resident Evil 2 remake, right? It, it just kind of revitalized of like what you loved about the first Resident Evil 2 and how, how impactful it was. Resident Evil 3 remake? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I think I lost. From what I've heard, I need to play that myself, but from what I've heard from a, a hardcore Resident Evil fan, it's not. It's, uh, it's but, fine. Not like what, the Resident Evil 2, but like that's, yeah. what, that, that's my point, though, is that like, it kind of revitalizes like your love for the series and your love for the first game because it's just like, oh my God, this is exactly what I remember, but now it is. <laughs> it is what it is, but... This one is just, it didn't revitalize my love for the series. It just kind of like left me wanting to go play Ali Ali World. You yeah. know, it left you wanting to play Horizon Forbidden West. You know, it left, it left you wanting to, it left you wanting to replay the first games and forget that there's a remaster. That's the yeah. sad part about this. And, and adding on to that, because this is going to be my final point. Yeah. And I'm going to mention now because you've mentioned it. With Metal Gear, for example, <laughs> um, I was I'm like Tony Hawk. No, no, because you. Well, and it's adding to what you said. But the the Tony Hawk example with the, the Resident Evil, whether it's a remake or a remaster, it has to live up to a certain standard or bar that you're kind of reaching. Yeah. And like for me, the Metal Gear stuff over that, I've got the original ones on PS2 and Xbox ones. Even the copies I've got there, and I've got next to it the Blue Point games that they remastered. The Blue mm. Point games I can go back and play any time on my PS3 that I've got with me. I can play, you know. What, I can play it whenever because it's just I know that it's faithful to what the original game is going to be, and I would keep I would keep it on my shelf with the others. I would not keep the remastered collection of Life is Strange or my other Life is Strange games there. That's no. where I stand in it. I just think like they don't deserve a place on there, and unless it gets re- radically patched within like the next yeah. couple of months and stuff, all the fixes like there's so many fixes like in itself. Like I'm giving you lists of like things that I spotted and there's things that Adam spotted and obviously we're not even playing it from a PC perspective so there's probably even more people that we know who've actually got like more issues and again who knows how the Switch version played like they had to like straight up scrap it like delay it I mean like they just like oh well we'll put out these pieces of garbage but this one is just horrendous we can't even I don't even know if we can like put it on the Switch ever you know yeah it's so backwards I don't understand what's going on but, yeah, the, the Switch version is like in itself. We'll, we'll find out with like how the hell that goes. But um, yeah, I feel like that's an end for this episode. Obviously, I feel like we it's a bit different from the Donut one. So obviously, I feel like it was because it, it was a different studio handling the Donut thing. And obviously, we had a lot of the stuff that Michelle had uh, his interesting uh, his interesting insights give on that. Well, this was kind of like almost like a it was basically a supplement, wasn't it? So the first episode kind of like not not discredit BTS, but like kind of give you a full perspective on it. And yeah. I feel like the feeling is quite clear. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you did, please leave us a like, subscribe, and comment on YouTube. It really helps. And obviously, if you're on the podcast services that we were on, we're actually on Google Podcast now, so we've added another one. I'll keep adding more as we go on. But uh, yeah, please do leave us a subscribe, like on there as well. Like, you know, it helps with algorithms. Um, and obviously, do remember as well, there'll be a new Life After Strange episode coming out on the 28th of February. I'll be announcing on this Friday coming who's going to be the guest on there. So I hope you're excited for it's that. Me. I'm the guest. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, um, maybe. You're a ball guy in um, True Colors, aren't you? So, Oh, oh. That would <laughs> be the shortest episode ever of, like, you know, <laughs> Life After Strange. Of, like, can you just, just say... a player from True Colors. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're talking to a player. Like, you guys played it. What do you think? It's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it is an actual actor. Don't worry, it's not Adam. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, please leave us your thoughts in the comments. Did you enjoy BTS? Let us know your full impressions as well of the remaster collection. Is it worth it? Is it cash grab? Wherever you feel. But yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back in two weeks' time with a new episode away from the remaster collection. I feel like we've got other topics to talk about, including, obviously, I think the news about an Amazon Life is Strange TV show, which we've kind of kept for the next episode. So we've got more stuff to talk about. But yeah, mm. stay tuned. There'll be more Strange cast to come very soon. Bye. Bye.